This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then. All right, Houston, welcome to another episode of A Tip from Gilbert, Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer. You can let that run a little bit there, Mr. Producer. This song is one of my favorites. It's called Love is the Answer. It's a very interesting song. It was written by Todd Rundgren, but who really made it famous, of course, was uh, England Dana John Ford Coley. And we'll hear it all in its entirety at the end. But I think some of the key words is this person has really been searching from shore to shore for the answer, and he discovers that the answer is love. So this is a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. We're here every Monday from 11 to 11.45 a.m. on KWWJ, Keep Walking with Jesus, 1360 a.m., 96.9 FM. And, of course, you could call in at 832 570 8075. The success of this show is always going to depend on you calling in. So please call in. And again, you can write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. And of course, I have Mr. Randy Sarlinski with me today. Randy has got to be one of the most knowledgeable persons I know. Randy, do you know that you're one of the most knowledgeable persons I know? It seems like you know everything because you know you've been around, um, you've traveled around. You've been, uh, of course, the head of the AJC, the American Jewish Committee, but you've really been involved meeting with ambassadors, world leaders, mayors on really, I'm just going to call it ambassador of peace. Am I, is that kind of right? No, I think it's really relationships and relationships and, and the issues and being able to have conversations. Well, I, I she's affecting. So I, you're right. I really want to talk about uh, in the show sort of Israel. And, and what it really means, I, I have wanted to go to Israel. My, I mean, I, I have to do that. I will do it. And I'd like to get your perspective of being there and everything. And at the end, of course, this is a very special month for the HAC. I want to make sure we highlight all the events that you have going on. And so we will certainly get to that. But tell me, when you were growing up, where were you from again? Grew up in Kansas City. Kansas City. Did you ever no. think you'd be doing all the things that you're doing when you were a young man or young boy at Kansas City? Somewhat. I grew yeah. up in a Jewish home that was very social action, community oriented. Oh, no kidding. And the Hebrew term of tikkun olam, repair the world and be engaged was really instilled in my brother and sister and myself by my parents. No kidding. Yeah. What was your dad? What was his background then? Uh, my father's background, entirely dress manufacturing, the whole family. Yeah. My mother, social activist, if you will, was on the city's human relations commission was regional president for sisterhoods. My father was involved in brotherhoods. So there was watching them in action. I mean, we had Passover, as you all know, comes during Easter, uh, the Passover Seder. The mayor of Kansas City was at the Seder, 15 of us. And it was real conversations about issues. And those people were just normal to be at the dinner table. 
That is wonderful. I want to hear a lot more about it because I'd like to know what is it that, that the Jewish community seems so engaged in social activism. It's a beautiful thing. But we have a call in. So let me just welcome uh, Pastor Davis. Are you on the phone? Yes, sir. Mr. Willie Davis, Pastor Davis, you know, it is so great to hear your voice again. And I happen to have a guest here, Mr. Randy Sarlinski uh, from the AJC. And we're talking about a lot of the things about Israel and things that he's done. But, Pastor, how have you been and how's the church been here during COVID? Well, it's been going good. Been going very well, Gilbert. Thank you for inviting me on. Um, this has been a tough time for everybody. It's a very unprecedented time. But so far, God has been very good to us, and things are coming back together. That is wonderful. Is your church, is the church all back together? Is everyone back on Sundays now? Well, not quite. We, we may be, uh, I would say about maybe 55% back. Others are still on Facebook, you know, online viewing that way. Well, let me ask you up the pastor. It, it always amazes me when I talk to someone that's uh, a leader of faith. You know, do you remember, Pastor, when did you get the calling? Did, did, was there a moment when God just said to you, I, you know, go out? I mean, like Moses, when did you get the calling or when did you know? Do you recall when that was? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Would you share that with us here in Houston? We Houston, we, we want to know. Well, that, that's, let me just first of all say that's a great question to ask. Many pastors are asked that about when did you get your call in? How did you know? Well, in my case, it happened in 1982. And so we're talking over well over 35 years. So, but I received that calling and to working in ministry, and it's kind of like a promotive up, but it's a spiritual relationship you have with God in prayer, in supplication. Um, you you receive many different pastors receive their calling different ways. You know, my experience may not be like the next person, but it you know what it is you know that god has called you to preach and teach the gospel of salvation to people to changing communities and changing the nation well there yeah. has to be no higher calling than you know being a, a rabbi a pastor a priest yes being uh or the next closest thing is someone like randy who devotes their whole life for just society and the better good of things. I mean, that's, there can be no higher calling than that, but let me well, ask. There's you, no higher calling than the spiritual calling. That's right. There is not, not no, no politicians, no CEOs, no, you know, no inventors. No, that the highest calling of humanity is to the ministry of people spiritually. Well, amen to that. Well, Pastor, you know, I know that you have a very active schedule. I just would love, if you don't mind, saying a prayer to Houston here on KWWJ because, you know, Houston, we're resilient people, but at the yes. end of the day, we, we, you know, we're mere mortals and COVID is taking a hit. I think everyone knows somebody 
who's had COVID or somebody who's lost somebody. So, Pastor, if you wouldn't mind giving us a prayer to help sustain us through these times. It would be my honor and my duty, Gilbert. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for life. We thank you for the freedom of life because we don't take that for granted. There are many people around this world who don't have the freedom to spiritually call upon your name, no matter what denomination, whatever faith, whatever your religion may be. In America, we are a peculiar people. We are a blessed people. We believe in the covering of the Spirit of God of all humanity. We are not only blessed in this nation, but we're blessed in Houston. And Lord, I just want to thank you for Gilbert Garcia, our brother, who acknowledges that we cannot be the people we are without there being an acknowledgement of the Creator. We celebrate you, and that celebrates all of us. Father, bless KWWJ, this show, and everyone that listens, and everyone that's touched by it. And we'll be always honored and careful to give you praise, give you honor, give you glory to the best of our ability. Let make us unify our city needed. We are under the attack of crime and violence and murder. And Lord, we need unification. We need leaders religiously, politically, and business-wise to lead us to a better place. And we'll give you the praise and the honor in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Davis, I sure thank you for that wonderful prayer. And I like the concept that we need spiritual leaders. We need business yes. leaders. We need political leaders. We, we need all everybody. So, Pastor, yes. we thank you for being on the call and on the phone. Thank you. And Gilbert. I'm giving you a hug here on uh, cyberspace. <laughs> thank you, Pastor. Uh, uh God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. I know we have another caller, but before we take that caller, let me go back to Randy. So, Randy, what's interesting is it just seems that in the Jewish faith, there's so much instilled in the youth and everything to sort of, I'm going to use the phrase, give back or or appreciate history. And so it, is that just a, I mean, how is that or why is that? I think it's fantastic. Um, so expand on that a little bit about you growing up and how your parents instilled that on you. No, I think it's what we were talking about before, the Hebrew two words of tikkun olam, repair the world, make it a better place for the next generation, make it a better place for people that are here now. It's Judaism doesn't believe in a heaven or hell. It's really, this is your heaven or hell. Make it better for that next generation than that, it is today. That's such a beautiful thing. So has that been in the Hebrew language for so oh, yeah, it's part of sayings of our fathers. You so go it, back. Goes, it goes back in time. Right. Wow, that is just amazing. I know we have another caller already. Can we get, uh, do we have a caller there? It, it, I think, is it uh, Miss Stephanie? Are you on the phone? Do we have another caller? Do we have another caller there? Hello? Hi, how are you? Good. You're on with a tip from Gilbert. This is Gilbert Garcia. Who am I speaking with? This is Stephanie Plata. Well, Stephanie, how are you? 
I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. You're here with me and Mr. Randy Sarlinski of HAC and all the wonderful things that he does in the community. Do you have a question for him or for me? Well, I was actually calling in to invite you guys and all your listeners out to an event we're having next Sunday. Please invite us. Tell us about it. Awesome. So I'll give you a little bit of background with the, uh, there's a little bit of echo. So I apologize. No, we can hear you just fine, Stephanie. Awesome. So I work with an organization named Emancipate. We're a nonprofit low cost vet clinic in the East End. We have another location in the Monroe area near Hobby. Stephanie, I know your group. I know you. I know your group. Go ahead. Please keep going. I know your group. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Keep going. Tell us about it. Aren't you going to have the the pet pool or whatever it is? Exactly. Tell us about it. This event uh, next Sunday, it'll be October 24th. And it'll be at St. Arnold's Brewery from 11 to 2 in the afternoon. And we're just calling... Oh, I'm just calling in to invite all of your dog and cat owners to come out and have a good time with us at this event. It's called Pulling for Pets, and we're going to be having a fire truck pull. So it's going to be teams of 10 people competing to pull a City of Houston fire truck in the fastest time. We are also going to be having uh, a dog costume contest, a dog fall photo booth, and a few other awesome um, events that day we're going to be having uh, pet friendly vendors and it's really just a great opportunity for people that have animals or if not to just come out and support this event well stephanie i am so glad you called in to let everybody know i mean i think everybody loves pets and you know there's something about good people they just love uh, pets they love animals they love nature so i really really thank you so again listeners saint arnold's october 24 11 to 2 it's the pet pool so thank you so much stephanie no problem and i did also invite if anybody it's just an individual out there that would, we are looking for sponsors you know that'd be awesome not just come out with us wonderful stephanie thank you for calling in you're welcome. I think we have another caller. Randy, well, you're, you're popular today. We have another caller. Go ahead, please. Who do we have now? Yes, you're on the air with a tip from Gilbert. Hi there. This is another Stephanie. This cannot be another Stephanie. Come on. It cannot be. And you're not calling about the pet pool, though, right? No, no. No, I was listening to your... Um, your guests there talk about the American Jewish Center. And I wanted to talk about, you know, I had an amazing trip to to Israel back in 2017. And can you guys hear me? We can because hear you just great. No, no, no. Feedback. We hear you great. So oh, you okay. went to Israel 2017? Yeah. And it was right after uh, the U.S. made the announcement that they were going to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. So we were a little nervous before we got there, but when we got there, it was an amazing experience. And we went to the Mount of Olives, Gethsemane. Uh, we went to the Jordan River, River Baptismal, the Sea of Galilee, and it was just, it was wonderful. And so I just wanted to call in and share that experience. 
Wow, wonderful. Thank you for calling in. Let me ask you this. What struck you the most when you went to Israel? As you, you, Are you an American citizen? You're an American? Yes. So yes. what struck you I'm the most? I'm here from Houston. Okay. So what struck you the most being an American, being a Houstonian, going to Israel? What what struck you the most about about your time, your trip? What struck me the most was just being in that atmosphere, you know, going to all those places that I had read about in the Bible as a as a child. And it, I just felt like I was on holy ground. And, you know, despite all of the, the trepidation before going there, I never felt anything when I was actually there. I just, I felt protected. I felt like I was just closer to, to Jesus in a sense. Well, you know, you were. I think you were that closer to God. I mean, that, that is the Holy Land. When you think about the Holy Land, you know, Randy, what all religions kind of were sort of birthed there? Is it that just Jerusalem's like just the center of faith somehow, right? Right. You have the Christian and Jewish faith that were literally born in Israel. I mean, so that's they, just incredible. And is is everything now, Stephanie? You went. Randy's been. Randy, you've been how many times? Twenty-five times. Come on, you've not been there twenty-five times. Oh wow, times. that's amazing. And do you and learn? Stephanie saw the most current pre-COVID, basically. Do you? When you go, do you learn something new every time? Yes, you see something different every time. And what Stephanie outlined, totally safe, because sadly, a lot of the media is portraying the conflicts. That's what sells ratings, mm -hmm. sells revenue. But she participated all over the country, from the Galilee, throughout Jerusalem, was totally safe, enjoyed it, saw Israeli Arabs, saw Palestinians, saw Israeli Jews all interacting with each other. All living um, together. And, and living together. I mean, Israel is a minority majority country. Everybody think it's white Europeans. It's only about 45% white. There's majority that's from elsewhere in the world. And you've got 20% of the population that's Israeli Arab. But as Stephanie noted, perfectly safe and learn something every time you're there. And unlike Houston, where we don't keep buildings and historical places around, they become new neighborhoods. In Israel, it's thousands of years of history every step you take. God, it's just amazing. So, Stephanie, when you were there, as someone who's been there, you've been there how many times, Stephanie? Just one. One time. Want to go back. Uh, believe <laughs> me, I, I want to go once. Let me ask you this. What was your view when you look at these places that are thousands of years old? Are they, um, do they look thousands of years old? Can you touch them? I mean, just give me that view as a just from a historical standpoint, and maybe it's archaeology or something. Can you touch these places? Can you touch the wall? All those things. Just tell me a little bit about it. You know, it was it varied. There were places where it was roped off. Of course, we we saw the place where they buried Jesus, and that was roped off. But there were other places where we could touch the wall or or touch a building, but. You, you just feel like you're on hallowed ground when you're there and you almost don't want to touch it because it's, it's just so holy. Well, that's probably one of the most important statements of all. You don't want to touch it because you just want it to be preserved for future generations because it's probably going to be there another thousand years. Uh, how wonderful. Well, Stephanie, do you have any questions for Randy, my guest here? No, I just, you know, I appreciate you being a part of the show and, uh, and sharing your experience. And it just, 
when I heard you talk, I thought I need to call in because I want to share the wonderful experience I had when I was there. Well, Stephanie, we thank you for calling into the show. So we'll sign off with you now. And again, ladies and gentlemen, call in. This is a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer with Mr. Randy Sarlinski of the American Jewish Committee. And they have a lot going on. But before, I want to give him a platform to talk about all the things that are going on. Uh, Randy, do you remember the first time you went to Israel? Was it like a, like a, like I can hear in Stephanie's voice, it was like an aha moment, like a wonderment. And, uh, you know, all the things she's, you know, movies and read about in the Bible. Did you have that moment? I think it was more history coming alive. I mean, it was, goodness, 1978 yeah. was my first trip with student editors. I mean, we spent a week in the West Bank, spent time throughout Israel, and it was really more history coming alive. And that was the key piece. Very interesting. Um, history coming alive. I love that phrase. I think we have another caller here, Mr. Randy. So hold on. Uh, please call, uh, caller. Do we have another caller? I think we have another caller. You're talking with Gilbert. This is a tip from Gilbert, caller. Please, uh, welcome to the show. Hello? Yes, you have me. This is Gilbert Garcia. Tip from Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert, this is Zaf. your friend, Zaf Tahir. Zaf, how are you doing? Good morning, Zaf. Good morning. I was just uh, listening to... Are you hearing an echo? I'm hearing an echo. No, we, we, you're, you okay. sound great, so don't worry. But Okay, so uh, it's a beautiful sunny day, and I was listening to two of my friends and uh, wanted to chime in, Gilbert, that if you have not been there, you need to be there, and you need to get there as soon as possible. The entire Holy Land area is, uh, is an amazing place. That's where all the cultures, religions, ethnicities, everything comes together and they find common ground and they find peace. Unfortunately, they also find conflict. And uh, But we need to overcome that conflict. I think Americans can play a role, are playing a role. I can tell you as a Muslim American, I'm playing my role that, uh, that we are all able to visit and see and, and visit and, and even one day possible to touch what is allowed to be touched so that uh, there's a feeling of fulfillment. And um, I think this is a wonderful topic, Gilbert. Seth, when did you go, my friend? And by the way, it's a thrill to hear your voice. I can't wait to see you again. But when, when did you go? I, I went uh, right before COVID. And, uh, and I tell you, I, I was able to break several myths and several glass ceilings. I spent four days on, in East Jerusalem on my own. I took the regular bus from West Bank to Jerusalem. I met with the mayors of Bethlehem, Ramallah. Uh, my friends at AJC, Randy, sitting there, I want to thank them. They were very accommodating. They, they don't uh, try to bias your visit. Uh, it's a very open, um, welcoming uh, situation where you are allowed to be part of a debate, uh, part of a discussion, and, and express your point of view. But more important, it was a tour that was 
for listening purposes. Well, Saf, let me and ask. Let me ask you this. Very enriched. Let me let me ask you this. I and I know you're you're uh, busy today too, but let me just ask you another question, if you don't mind. Um, mm -hmm. So we had a caller a minute ago, Stephanie, and I don't know. It was Stephanie number two, because uh, we had Stephanie number one uh, on the pulling for pets for St. Arnold's October 24th. But then we had Stephanie number two who visited Israel. It sounds like a couple of years ago. And it, it sounded like it was a real profound moment for her when she got okay. there because she had this image, whether it's from her readings in the Bible, movies, things of that nature. Did you have that feeling like when you arrived, like, oh my God, this is really just sacred historical well, ground. It is, uh, Gilbert, uh, for all three religions, uh, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, this is the center of fulcrum. Uh, it is uh, a place where all three have to learn to coexist. There's, there's just no other way because, because they share the shrines, they share the walls, they share the history, they share the buildings. I mean, you know, all the prophets who are buried there these are prophets that are respected by all three religions, cannot be divided. Uh, so if there's one place where humanity needs to find common ground, it is over there. It is centered around Jerusalem. Uh, and Gilbert, it was the most profound visit of my life. God, I can hear it in your voice, my friend. Uh, well, I thank you for being on the show. And you know what? I'm going to have to have you on the show, Zap, because I want to hear more about your perspective. Uh, but thank right. you for calling in, and I'll follow thank up you, with you because you. I'd love to regroup with you thank and see you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for calling you. in, Zap. Bye-bye. 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 What a wonderful call, especially from, you know, a Muslim who also, I mean, I think what it really comes down to is we're all, you know, sort of people of the earth. We're all, you know, people of God, people of, you know, whatever higher power people might believe. But at the end of the day, we all want the same things, right? We want a better life for our children. We want to respect our seniors and take care of them. We all really want the same things. So I think he's right about there's this fork and not a fork, but this a convergence of different religions. And that is such holy ground. And you got to give everybody credit for maintaining all those buildings right through all the conflicts. I think it's just fantastic. So go back, Randy. So when you first went, it was a historical moment for you. Right. You and see, did it all tie together? Did you say, ah, I read about that. I read about that. No, only not just the historical sites, but you also learned about Israeli society and that it's not just as it's presented, just it's like Houston. It's a very diverse country. And my first visit those that came from the Arab world versus those that came from Europe, there were two distinct societies of Jewish communities in Israel at that time. Very. So, I mean, it still continues today of the differences. But Zaf went on AJC's third Muslim seminar of Muslim leaders in the U.S. going to Israel for 10 days to really see. And what you said, Gilbert, seeing Dome of the Rock, seeing uh, the old city, seeing... Uh, you know, the Temple Mount, if you will, Dome right. of the Rock between the Islamic community and the Jewish community of the same historical site, but two different names. And then you got the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, where you've got many Christian faiths all within one. 
I don't know what to call it. It's a church. It's a church. Yeah. Well, no, there's many churches yeah. in there. It's and you know the Greek Orthodox run that Church of the Holy Sepulchre. There's a number of Christian denominations in there, but the Greek Orthodox run it. Wow. Well, you know, I um, I I really want to go. I'm you. You've motivated me for many reasons, but I really want to go. And you know, as someone who I guess you could say I'm just I don't want to say ignorant, but I'm not aware. I you just assume that there's just it's just sort of a monolithic culture, but here in you, it's um, its yeah. own melting pot, right? I mean, that's really, the, what a beautiful thing. Let's go back for a second. Um, I want to make sure we get this in. Tell us everything that's going on with the HAC this month, because I know there's a lot. Uh, let's go through it all, because I want our listeners to know. Okay. American Jewish Committee is one of the oldest human relations organizations in the United States. And today, the focus really here in Houston, dealing with elected officials, the third largest consular corps in the United States, with diplomats, obviously, from throughout the world, building those relationships, whether it's local, state, or federal officials, uh, advocating for specific issues. One concern that we're all seeing with COVID, uh, the Department of Justice reports, we've had attacks on the Latino community, the Asian community, the Black community, we're very well aware of. Yet Department of Justice notes 60% of the attacks against faith groups are against the Jewish community. And it no tends kidding. to be institutions. 60%, almost 60% of attacks, anti-Semitic attacks that Department of Justice records. It's the largest faith group that's attacked in the United States. The black community is the largest ethnic group on hate crimes. And that's one thing of really enacting and educating. AJC survey last year showed 45% of the non-Jewish community didn't understand or know about anti-Semitism. That's the void that's happening with the Asian, Black, Latino, Jewish communities of the racism and the hate that's out there. And that's one of the key issues that we focus on trying to educate. And you know, it's also trying to get countries to adopt an international definition of anti-Semitism that Texas adopted last year in unanimous votes in both the Texas House and the Texas Senate. I mean, that just makes me want to, I don't know, I don't know if I want to cry or I want to scream, I want to get angry because it just seems that that's gone on in the Jewish community for so long that they've been the source of these hateful incidents. Um, what, what do you, I mean, what's the origin of that? Is it just plain old hatefulness, ignorance? I mean, what is the origin? Well, today, anti-Semitism's on both sides you know, it comes from the far right. It's always come from the far right to nationalist groups. But today we're seeing it come from the far left. And you've got, we just discussed Israel, the geopolitics have now emerged with anti-Semitism calling into question Israel's existence where it should exist. Yes, there needs to be a two-state solution. Zaf went and saw that. But at the same time, you've got people on the left saying free Palestine from the river to the sea well, that's anti-Semitic and that's calling for Israel not to exist. There needs to be two states. But at the same time, Israel's become part of anti-Semitism when you question its right to exist. Well, you know, it's been it, it just seems that the Jewish people have been persecuted for thousands of years right. somehow. Right. I mean, right. I mean it's just, it, you know, at some point, uh, you know, the old saying, can't we just all get along? Right. I mean, Love is the answer. I mean, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but I know one thing. The more that you educate and the HAC takes people to Israel so they learn about it and come back here as ambassadors to talk about it, I just think that's a wonderful thing and a wonderful program. 
So let's go back to all the things that we're doing this month. Yeah, so I mean, we've been engaged with the diplomatic corps, whether it's the Middle East, Europe, Asia, Latin America, on key issues, whether there's just been elections in Germany. Uh, Chancellor Merkel is retiring. Right. Germany's going to change the way, not so much foreign policy, but how they relate to the rest of Europe, even transatlantic relations and concern of anti-Semitism that's been happening recently in Germany. You've got elected officials that were pushing. Are they going the wrong direction? In the past three weeks, there's been incidents in Germany where Jews have been singled out. Gosh. So I mean, so I mean, and we're talking past, present, and future Germany that's done more than most countries on combating anti-Semitism after World War II. So I mean, you would think it would be behind that would be behind us, right? I mean, my goodness. Well, we got to have so, hope still. So in that sense. Talking to the diplomats, obviously anti-Semitism is an issue globally. You've got transatlantic relations. You've got relations with Latin America and the U.S. of those critical natures. Uh, also, there's support for Israel. I mean, you just had a conference that many countries boycotted, Durban, that used to be about human rights. It's become totally about anti-Israel. Many countries agreed we're not sending a delegation this year. AJC was dealing with top diplomats whether locally or on a global scale. And then you deal with federal officials um, of the importance of whether it's recognizing anti-Semitism, um, other issues that we deal with, obviously Israel. So, I mean, it's, and it's really relationship building so that you can have those conversations in a civil way and not, you know, HAC is a nonpartisan organization. We deal with Republicans and Democrats because guess what? Both make up the, uh, political aisles right. and both make decisions. And so people boycotted this because they were anti-Semitic? No, Durban was boycotted by governments because the conference had been hijacked from human rights to just becoming I focused see. on Israel and anti-Israel. So, um, and it's those types of things to advocate for and a lot of it's behind the scenes. You don't make headlines out of it. You want to have influence on policy. I so am grateful so, to you for not just throwing up your arms and saying, oh, I give up. Right. I mean, really, I, I really I tip my hat to you, to AJC, others that just continue to educate, educate, educate people to say, there's gotta be a better way. I know we have another caller. We have a caller there. Um, do we have a caller? Come on through, who am I speaking with? Hi, Gilbert. This is Yvette. Yvette, how are you? You're with a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer with Mr. Randy Sarlinski. Do you have a question for Randy or for me? No, I just wanted to speak about something positive that happened this past year. Well, let's and hear it. I just wanted to bring it to everyone's attention that speaking of miracles and just visiting places uh, with my mother, it just really brought so much emotion to me in regards to um, having the power of prayer and uh, spirituality in your life in order to, you know, to be aware of things that happen and that when they do happen, it could be a twist. And the twist in itself is my mother passed away uh, New Year's Eve this past year. Oh my. And it was very sad uh, to go through the experience, the grieving, but come to find out about a month ago that I was pregnant. Wow. I couldn't believe it. It was something that just brought so much joy and happiness 
and that I wasn't expecting to have children. And to have a child come into my life with the power of God and my mother, I feel was a part of this. So it's wonderful to have gone to like church and visited many shrines with her and just to know the power of God and how it works in regards to uh, just for things to be unplanned. It's all in God's plan. You can't really have a say, it's God. Well, I tell you, I really appreciate you sharing that with us and sharing it with all of Houston because um, like anything else, you know, you remember the old uh, Lion King, the circle of life and, the, you know, life, life goes on and continues. And somehow I think your mom's smiling on you because she knows she's going to have a grandbaby. Yep, 100%. 100%. Well, I thank you for calling. That's a beautiful story. And that's what this station is about, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, there's a lot of good in the world. And it doesn't get reported. And there's a lot of good people doing good things like Randy Sarlinski and others trying to make the world a better place, trying to sensitize and educate people. And we got to get that word out because we we already know about the things that are going wrong. But let's talk about the things that are going well in this society. Thank you, Yvette, for calling in. Randy, I want to make sure we don't lose time because, you know, there was an old show, Carol Burnett. And at the end of the show, because the show would go like that. It goes, I'm so glad we had this time together because we're almost at the end of the show. It just happens like that, producer. And I think I say that like every time or something. But, Randy, I want to make sure we talk about America's table, everything that's going on, what's going to be on TV and everything else, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Thank you, Gilbert. Uh, America's Table was created by American Jewish Committee 20 years ago after 9-11, really to bring this country together because we weren't divisive then, but the need to come together after 9-11. In 2008, we started America's Table here in Houston. And with COVID last year, KPRC was gracious enough to air the program, which is really celebrating our diverse roots, our cherished values that we all share and it's really sharing immigrant stories of people that have, Houston, one of every two people in Houston's an immigrant. That's amazing. One of every two is an immigrant first generation. Wow. All of us are immigrants, but at the same time, one of every two in the city are immigrants. So in the past and this year, sharing immigrant stories uh, that this year will include Dr. Peter Hotez, uh, Lena Hidalgo, KP George, and tomorrow we're doing a teen America's table and there'll be an Iraqi teen refugee that 10 years ago came out of Iraq with her family. Basically in Iraq, bullets flying, they slipped on the roof of their home, but bullets fly and the family went, we need to leave. And they came to Houston. So, I mean, it's readings about our journeys, all our journeys coming to America. It's also celebrating the diversity where America's table when it airs this year, Saturday night, Thanksgiving weekend, on Channel 2 and Primetime is going to focus on Houston's neighborhoods like we did last year. It'll be the first real Mexican neighborhood on the north side where the Mexican community literally built Houston, the railroad, the ship channel, a story that's not told, the Indian community that's here that's one of the largest in the United States. Uh, We're also going to share people know where the Asian community, the Latino community, the black community came from, but wonder where did all the Anglos get here from? Well, right. the whole story of Galveston and the entryway through Galveston when they didn't come to Ellis Island. Well, explain so, to me again. So it's Saturday, Saturday before the, Thanksgiving. No, Thanksgiving weekend. Thanks, excuse 20, me. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend, weekend, 
Saturday, right? And it's on channel channel two. Channel two. At what time? Eight p.m. Eight p.m. It's an hour long. It's an hour long program. Wow, how wonderful! And I had the uh, pleasure of um, being invited to see Dr. Hotez speak uh, with the AJC. And ladies and gentlemen, all I could tell you, and we always talk about it: get vaccinated. If you don't believe it, talk to your doctor. Stay away from all the internet conspiracy theories and this and that. Talk to your doctor. And if you really want to hear it from someone who's just unbiased, who knows the science, who's just a good human being, Dr. Hotez. I mean, the guy's phenomenal. Um, and he'll be speaking then on the show. Right. No, he's sharing his, his family's immigrant story and also how Houston basically gave him the opportunity over the last 10 years to really delve into tropical diseases, the welcoming part of the city, the diversity of this city, unlike what he had on the East Coast. That's just amazing. Well, let's go ahead and start our closing song. And let me ask you this, Randy, as it comes on, it's again, love is the answer. And all I heard from you today, frankly, is we just got to understand and appreciate our fellow human beings. And love is the answer. Love, communication, and a sort of a brotherhood, forgiveness, all of those words. So I'm going to give you the last word, Randy. What's the last word that you want to say to Houston? I think what's important is this city is the most diverse in the country, and there's real opportunities to continue to build on that, or there's an opportunity to fall backward. The options are for us to decide to be able to move forward as a community. The options are before us. You heard it there from Mr. Randy Sarlinski. Mr. Producer, you can turn it up just a little bit louder for our guests. And again, if there was a shortcut, he'd have found it, but there's no easy way around it. And he'll say, light of the world, shine on me. Love is the answer. Here it is. And thank you, Houston. KWWJ, we thank you. And again, this is a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. And we're on 1360 AM, 96.9 FM. And you can see here's every Monday from 11 to 11.45. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. Thank you.
All right, Facebook. We're now just on Facebook and Spotify and everything else. We're here with Mr. Randy Sarlinski again from AJC, the American Jewish Committee. We just had a great show. We had a lot of callers. I want to thank Stephanie 1, Stephanie 2, Yvette, um, uh, Zaf. I, I want to thank everybody for calling in. And again, Randy, this was very interesting, and I really appreciate it. I want to make sure for America's Table, uh, it couldn't happen without all the sponsors and everything. Let's just give a shout-out to some of the sponsors for everything because it's important – that we recognize these entities that are supporting these good, worthy causes because they don't have to put it on prime time, you know, and the people don't have to support it the way they do. And I think it just shows you their um, commitment for a better world. So let's give a shout out to all the sponsors there, Randy. No, definitely. Without the sponsors and the media sponsor being KPRC2, who during COVID stepped up because of the divisiveness in the country to show the diversity of the city and coming together was the purpose. You've got H-E-B, Gilbert Hamilton, that's the key peoples. Uh, you've also got Memorial Hermann, J.P. Morgan Chase, that have really come together saying, this is the future. This is really showing the need to come together as well as, as we do a program tomorrow for teens, that the next generation really has options and really depending upon them to move the needle forward. And it's really... America's Table really was launched two years ago as the community of conscience that Zaf's part of. There's faith and ethnic leaders from throughout the city that have been involved in town halls, exploring the city from the black community, the Latino community, the Asian community, as well as meeting with upcoming mayoral candidates to really discuss issues that are impacting the city. I think that's wonderful. C communities of conscience. I love that phrase. Uh, and, you know, look, only because you mentioned H-E-B, I got to give a, a shout out to Lisa Helfman only because she's fantastic and she seems to be everywhere and she does everything. And we can't thank her enough because when there's a need, somehow she, she's there and she gets H-E-B to support it. So, Lisa, if you're listening out there in the universe, we thank you for all that you do in H-E-B. So tell us again about the youth event tomorrow, because that sounds very interesting to me. And I always think about if you really want to make a better world, you got to get to the youth. So just explain that a little bit more. Right. Well, as you talked about, HEB is one of the key corporate sponsors. Lisa Helfman's been very involved. And she basically said the adults of Houston and adults across America, in reality, they're stuck on what they think, where mm -hmm. they're at. We're not going to move the needle, needle too much. The teens are the future. Would you create a program for the teens? Well, we're doing it tomorrow um, outside. We've got nine high schools participating. We wanted to keep it small this year for 43 students with COVID, not wanting to get too big because we knew the schools right, right now, HISD has got a policy, no field trips. They did a waiver for students to participate tomorrow. Oh, in amen to HISD. That's for, wonderful. For this Teen America's Table, there'll be as I shared, the Iraqi teen sharing her story, students doing readings from the reader about journey coming to America, as well as entertainment. Uh, the 2019 female country Texas vocalist coming in, Outspoken Bean, who's the city's poet laureate, 
for a dramatic post. And, and how long is this all going to be then? It's going to be 45 minutes and KPRC sending crews to record it, to be able to incorporate that. Oh, with the how Saturday wonderful. Night program. That is wonderful. So, and where will it be? You said outdoors. Is that what you said? Or where yeah, is it's it? outdoors and trying to avoid lots of people. Not, I understand. It, it, I understand. It, it's at one of the city parks. I see. So it's at so a park, got, 45 right, minutes. Right. I think that's fantastic. Uh, and again, it's the youth. Well, going back, I know I'm more convinced than ever that I want to go to Israel. Now, I always wanted to go to Israel. My mom's been to the Holy Land, uh, and she came back almost like a changed person. Um, and she, at the time she did it, she was in her um, early 70s. And she bought a new pair of tennis shoes and went, and she walked all the different things where, you know, Jesus walked and all those things. She did all of that. And uh, she said she wore out her tennis shoes, but that she wouldn't have had it any other way. So she relived all these historical moments that are, are, uh, are so incredible. Well, Randy, we thank you for all that you do. And we thank you for the AJC and all that it does to spread love or spread education to society, because that really is the key. And I think when you think about anti-Semitism and so forth, the root of it all is really being, um, you know, old things, you know, and, and not being uh, sensitized. And we just got to clean up and, and sensitize them to really understand humanity. They're just the same as they are, right? We all want the mm. same things, a better life for our children, enjoy the life that we have, all of those things. Well, Randy, do you want to say anything to Facebook and to Spotify and all the other great things that are out there that we're on? Because uh, this has been a really great episode. I thank you for making time out of your busy schedule. No, just thank you all for joining and appreciate it very much. Thank you. So, we thank you, everyone out there. This is Gilbert Garcia, a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. Please join us every Monday. We have some of the older episodes online for you. It's from 11 to 11.45. It's live on KWWJ, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM. Call into the show. The success of the show depends on all of you. This is your show. Tell us if you got something going on in your community. 832-570-8075. We take the calls here. And it's, again, if you want to email me, a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. Signing off. We'll see you next time. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then.